Hi, boys and girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. The Burned Pants by Jan S. Doward. Mother, called Dan Matthews as he raced up the walk, may I go with the fellows on a hike? Mother stopped weeding the flowers and looked up at the anxious face of her son. Where do you plan to go? Oh, we thought we'd go to the beach. John says he knows of a new trail that is shorter than the old one. Well, said Mother slowly, I'll make an agreement with you. If you'll promise not to go swimming in that cold water, I'll make a lunch and you can go. Dan had already promised the other boys he would meet them in a half hour, so there was little hesitancy on his part in promising Mother he would stay out of Puget Sound. A substantial lunch was wrapped in waxed paper and placed in a sack while Dan changed to his hiking shoes. His mother knew the speed he could muster when the fellows were waiting for him and had learned to make lunches in a wink. Now mind, she warned, no swimming this early in the season and try to be back by the time your father comes home from work. Okay, came the quick reply, and Dan scampered out the door and down the lane to join his companions. An hour or so later, the boys... Harold, John, and Dan were crawling through the huge culvert leading to the other side of the seawall underneath the railroad tracks. Little was said about the inviting water for some time, as they all seemed interested in playing in the sand. Dan's good luck was fading, however, for Harold was determined they should build a raft and do a bit of sailing before the afternoon passed away. "'Mom made me promise not to go in the water,' said Dan, as he noticed the other two, leaving him near the sand castle they had made." "'Ah, come on down to the edge of the water anyway,' coaxed John. "'Yeah,' chimed in Harold with a note of ridicule. "'What are we supposed to do all day long, just play in the sand?' Dan eyed the two boys from behind his sand parapet. The water did look inviting as it lapped its quiet ways over the gray-white sand, and besides, they had said nothing of going swimming. "'What's the matter with Mama's little boy?' hooted Harold. "'Afraid you'll get defeaties wet?' "'And tatch a bad told?' "'John laughed at this remark and joined in the fun. "'Does baby want a car-car to play in the sand?' "'Both boys continued to harass poor Dan as he played alone, "'but somehow their tactics were not showing any results. "'Perhaps they needed to give Dan a little demonstration "'of the enjoyment that could be had on a raft. "'Come on,' winked Harold to John. "'Let's build a raft and set sail. "'He'll take notice pretty soon.' The two began rolling logs in place. Dan could hardly contain himself as he continued to act interested in his castle construction, which indeed was rather boring in the light of what was going on near the water. How could he get in on the raft building and not get wet? Finally, unable to refrain any longer, Dan called pitifully for advice. What would you fellows do if your mom said not to go in the water? No one answered. Dan repeated himself with an emphasis that he would like to be a good sport. Ha! whispered Harold. He's weakening. Then, with an air of unconcern, he shouted to Dan, We're not swimming! We're building a raft! This was too much for Dan. He had not wanted to be out of the fun, and besides, Mother had never mentioned building rafts. She had said only to stay out of the water. Kicking the castle with a display of vengeance, Dan strode valiantly toward his coaxing companions. What Dan did not know was the fact that Satan sometimes uses the voices of others to lead into temptations that end in disobedience. Poor Dan was unwittingly being led into a trap. 
The boys worked hard, and at last the log raft was ready for launching. It was well equipped with driftwood and old pieces of rope to warrant a confidence of seaworthiness. With a heave-ho and many strained muscles, they pushed the front end into the breakers, which by now had increased in size since the tide had changed. "'No worry about drifting to sea, so long as the tide is coming in,' exclaimed John assuredly. "'Well, we want to get far enough out to make some fun out of it,' put in Harold. "'What's the use of working all afternoon and then not getting any enjoyment out of the thing?' Dan was not so sure about going too far out. In fact, he wasn't too sure about riding on the raft at all. "'Why don't you fellows take it out a ways and see how she goes?' he suggested." "'What's the matter now?' questioned Harold sarcastically. "'You're not turning chicken on us at the last minute, are you? "'Besides, we aren't swimming. "'We'll just cruise around a while before we have to go home.' "'Dan yielded to this remark and stepped aboard as Harold shoved off. "'Yippee!' cried Dan with glee. "'This really is fun. "'And look, I'm only getting my pants legs wet. "'Mom can't say anything about that.' With shouts of laughter, the boys managed to get into deeper water, but because of the force of the waves, it was impossible to go any farther out than the sandbar, which was now buried three feet beneath the foam. This was fortunate for them, because the old rope that held the logs together was not faring so well. Five minutes, ten minutes, fifteen minutes passed, and still the fun continued. But suddenly, without warning, the rope, unable to stand the incessant pounding of the waves and the counteracting movements of the poles, gave up the fight. "'Hey!' shouted Harold above the roar of the waves. "'She's breaking up! Help me with this log, and maybe we can hold it to g-. His voice was cut off as Dan slipped between the spreading logs. Landing in water up to his armpits, Dan waded hurriedly to shore. The other boys managed to place a board crosswise over the raft to hold it together until they could get to land. "'Well, at least you didn't have to swim,' joked John. "'Maybe your mother won't mind when she finds out it was all the rope's fault. "'Maybe you fellows could help me get a fire started so I can dry off,' chattered Dan. Harold always carried matches, so it wasn't long before a good fire was started from the dry driftwood high on the sand. Dan stood over the fire and shook while the other boys piled on more wood. "'Now, do as I say, Dan,' commanded Harold. "'Take off your pants and hang them over the fire to dry, and your mom will never know the difference.' The older boy's suggestion was quickly followed, and the pants were placed on a stick above the flames. "'Let's go back to our raft,' shouted John. "'Let's have some more fun. Dan's so wet now it doesn't matter. Maybe he can push us out where it's deep.' Another fifteen minutes passed as the boys continued to play in the water. John and Harold managed to stay on the raft, using Dan for the motor. Finally, too cold to endure the water any longer, Dan left his floating companions to go back to the fire. As he turned to run up the beach, a sight of tragedy met his eyes. "'Help!' he cried. "'My pants are on fire!' Racing as fast as he could to the smoldering corduroys, he snatched them from the stick only to find that the flames had eaten away both legs and part of the center. Oh, how the other two did laugh! Even Dan could see a little humor in the affair, but when the thought came home to him how he would explain to Mother, the whole thing took on a somber tone. Now what'll you do? asked John. I'll just have to tell her the truth, that's all. "'But what are you going to do for clothes until you get home?' John asked again. 
This prompted a frantic search for something to drape around the shivering, bedraggled Dan. They combed the beach thoroughly, without success, and then looked in a garbage dump. Here they found an old piece of roofing paper and dramatically wrapped it about Dan's body. In this sorry attire, John and Harold gleefully escorted the embarrassed Dan home. What Dan's mother said, and what Dan thought about his friends, had better not be written. But there was one individual in the Matthews home that night who had learned a good lesson. The story you have heard today is from God's Greatest Stories, written by various authors and compiled by Randy Fischel, and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church.